Go. Okay. All right. I don't think we've ever done this story. I don't think. Um, I don't. I don't know. Maybe we did. I don't remember. So um, my notes tell me that we didn't do it before. So we'll see. Um, okay. So we're gonna talk about Eliezer or this Ish, whoever this person is, going to find a wife for Yitzchak. And there's one specific part of the story that is actually. I mean, there's a lot of parts of the story that are confusing and that require a lot of understanding. But I want to focus on, you know, a couple here. So just take a look uh, right away in source number one. Uh, so Eliezer first shows up right, and he starts to daven. He daven that Hashem should send him some type of sign, right? That this girl is, is the right one, right? So he's finished. Good. So now he's done asking for the sign. What happens? He just stopped now talking. And she shows up. He doesn't know that that's her, but he just sees this girl showing up now with her, her uh, you know, watering jug on her, on her shoulders. So she shows up, she's very pretty, etc., and she fills up her water. And the Evid runs over to her. Do me a favor. Hagmi'ini means literally pour water in my mouth. That's actually what it means. It means take the water and pour something before I point out. He was like a little bit. I always tell like the kids when they, de- when they date not to do this. You know? I probably tell this to myself, right? Got the kind of girl they're dating. They're on a date. And, she, and they're in the car. And, he, and she, you know, like the old days, I saw the old days people would put their key in their ignition. I saw mm-hmm. one kind of like that, right? But the, you could actually, in the old days, you could actually pull the key out while you're driving. So she's there in the car and she pulls. We're like older. We're not older. What, what old days? Not in my old days. I'm much older than you. What old days? Apparently, you could do this. That's how the story goes, at least. And they pull, she pulls the key out of the ignition, out of the red light. Maybe she tur- turned it. I don't know, whatever she did. She takes the key out of the ignition, out of the red light. And he's like, what are you doing? And she's like holding the key. And he's like, what are you doing? So finally she puts it back in. And they starts the car again and they go. And he's like, what was that? She's like, I was testing you. He's like, what do you mean? She's like, I was testing you to see like, how you would respond. He goes, I'll tell you how I respond. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> right, like... You know, she says, you, you passed, and he said, you failed, you know, like, right? So, like, that's, I don't, right? it's not a good idea to play those games, but the mice, the, the, someone from Hashem said that he was actually playing a game with her. He was, he was testing her. He, he says, like, pour it in my mouth, which is, like, so gross to see how she's going to respond. But the bottom line is, he pours the water in her mouth. So, Vatomer, she say, Adoni, Vatomer, Vatomer, Vatkada, Yadav, so she does, so she's no problem, and she gives him the drink. Vatachalash goes out, and she finishes giving him the drink. Vatomer, Gamlik, Malach, Ashav, Adin, Kilulushtos. I'll even go give to your animals. Thinking about, by the way, he had 10 camels. Getting enough water for 10 camels is an extraordinary amount of water because camels drink like once in, I don't know how many days or weeks, or I don't know exactly, but it's a lot of water. It's a lot of water. Okay, he can't believe it. Trying to see like, wow, it sounds, seems like maybe Hashem has like, made it work. Hashem is doing it. And by the way, to us, we're like, oh, Hashem did just what, you know, he davened would happen. That might be true, but the, the, the thing that she does by having, hi, Lana, but the thing that, that she does by, 
watering all of his camels is extraordinary. It's an extraordinary chesed because it's so, it involves so much effort to do such a thing. So it's not is just she like... the only one there? Like she didn't... She yeah, I don't know. Alone? Like she didn't have people with her? Maybe she's the only, only young woman who was there. There's like other shepherds there maybe. Oh. But she's like this young girl there. So he sees this one young girl. So maybe that's why he, you know, specifically runs towards her. But, but the point is that what she does is actually pretty extraordinary because it's such hard work. Um, okay, and, and, and fine. So what happens? She finished. And now the, 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 the camels drink. So what does he do? He takes a nezem zahav, this like nose ring, and two bracelets, which are made of ten, whatever they are, ten whatever of zahav. Okay. And what does he say? And he says to her, who are you? So men in Russian point out, what, what's, the, what's the kind of confusing thing that he does here? He gives her the, the stuff, right? He gives her the, and then he asks her afterwards who she is. Right. right? He hands that to her first, and then he asks her. We're fine. So uh, do you have a place for us to stay? Oh, it happens to be. This is, you know, I'm from your family. Yes, we have plenty of food, a place to sleep. And the guy, and he falls on the floor, and he is super, super happy that Hashem has made this work. Fine. Any questions? There's probably like a hundred. But any questions as you read this story? Well, first of all, when Avraham and Sarah meet, we hear nothing. So this story has to be significant to the Jewish people. Right. Right? Because we don't know. Avraham and Sarah, we don't know anything about. about, right? But Yitzhak and Rivka, we have a lot of information. A lot. Good. So these details are important. But there's got to be something there. Reason. Good. Yeah. What else? <clears throat> it mentions that she's a Basula. Okay. You know, it doesn't just say that, you know... She was a not or whatever it was. Right, she's supposed to be like, right, pure or whatever in that way. Yeah. Okay. I'm still stuck on the watering the camels thing. Like, yeah. I just mm-hmm. don't understand why, why even she would think that I should go give water to a billion camels and work so hard for a stranger, right. basically. Right. Like, I think that's crazy. Very extra- extraordinary. Right? It's an extraordinary chesed. Like, right. Good. Unknown. Good. And that's actually what he asked. He, he asked Hashem that that should happen, right? That, 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 this is exactly the thing that he says to Kodesh Baruch Hu, like, the girl who's going to do that, that's the one, right? So he, she does exactly what, he, what he's hoping she's going to do. Um, also, the, the giving her the, the jewelry is very interesting also. He wants to give the jewelry now. Right? She has not decided at all. No one's agreed that she's going to be the, the person, right, who's going to, who's going to come. Um, one, one other interesting point here, which is so fascinating. Take a look at source number two. I just saw this, so I thought it was interesting. It's not the main thing I want to talk about today. But I found it fascinating. Source number two is Ozan Torah from Zalman Saratskin, a really beautiful parish in the Torah. And he asks like this, L'chora kasha, he says, I have a question. Lama asali yezra esa nichush A lot of Mepharshim, by the way, the, the Gemara, the Rishonim, etc., they discuss Eliezer's like, sort of like magic. Yeah, right. He's like, you know, asking Hashem to make this, you know, it's sort of like a superstition. And there's a lot of discussion, like, is that over Zara? Is that okay that he did that? Not okay that he did it? But what's it all about? Right? What are you doing it for? 
He knows where he's supposed to go. Why did, why did Avram send him to Aram Narayim? Why does he send him there? To specifically get a wife that, from his family. From his family. He's supposed to go to Basul's family. He knows that. So just go to Basul's family and ask And by the way, we're told that after the Akedis Yitzchak, we're told that Hashem actually gives a nevuah to Avram to tell him that you should know Basul had children, there's a daughter there. Like, it's not so random, McRandom. Right, that they show up and that, and that she, you know, specifically Rivka is the one who shows up and she gives the water. Like, it, he was kind of going to find her. He didn't necessarily know it was her per se, but it, it, this was not so, he didn't, you know, when he yeah. finds out she's yeah. from yeah. Basul's family, that's what he bows down. Oh my gosh, it's the right girl, right? So, which also raises, again, that question of why he gives her the, the bracelets and the things before finding out who she is. But... But, is that standard to say, like, um, the daughter of somebody, like, to go back so far? Like, maybe, that, it's like, yeah, yeah like, yeah, yeah, like, normal, know, like, you know. No, that's maybe. By the way, even today, you go to, like, certain communities, you ask someone, like, what's your name? They'll say, like, Schwartzbaum. I'm like, no, like, what's your first name? <laughs> and I'm like, some from communities, that's what people talk. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm Schwartz. They're like, you're, you're, okay, yeah, but <laughs> what Schwartz? Like, what's your, like, however, talk about, like, who their parents are and who, what family they're from and what. Right, so certainly in those days, right, that was like very much uh, your your name was based on like where you were from, okay. right, who your parents are. Yeah, it's like very, right, it was a very, it's very much part of our misora like that. Yeah. Um, so what? But what's the shot? Just go, just go to Basul's house, have a conversation. What do you have to like do a do a wizardry? So you're right. They're gonna like hi. You never met me before. I'm here. I'm Avram's servant. You haven't seen Avram in forever, right? Can you send your daughter back to Eretz Canaan with me? Like, they're not going to listen to you. Right? That's what happens. When, they, when he goes in, he walks in, he says, let me tell you guys a story. And he says, I said to the Ribbon Shalom, if X and Y and Z happen, and then X and Y and Z happen exactly, right? In fact, the Torah goes through the whole story and explains exactly how he describes to them how the things that they had, he had asked for actually happened, right? And what did they say? Wow, like this is like Hashkach right? Right? Meaning that they, he felt this was a way of getting them to, it's not that he needed, he needed a sign from Hashem, but he needed them to see that there was a sign from Hashem to get them to be willing to, 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 to send her. Right? So that was fascinating. But fine. But what I want to show you, for, what I really want to show you is a really interesting point here. Made source number three. Look at Rashi. What is, what is the significance of these bracelets and the, and the earrings and the, you know, the, the nose ring, etc.? What, what's it all about? So it says Rashi like this. Becca. Remez le shikle Yisrael beka la gugolas. It's a mistake. It shouldn't be there. Right? It's a, it's a remez to the shekel. Right? Of the Jewish people. What shekel? When we use a shekel in the Jewish people? Machatz is a shekel. Right? When we count the Jewish people, we give machatz is a shekel. Ushnet simidim. Because its value is a half shekel. I think it even says, in this, in, it, says it here. Um, right? Beka or beka mishkalo. It says. Um, fine. And then what else? Shnei tzimidim, remez the shnei luchos, mitzubados. It's two, like, like the two luchos. And asara zahav mishkalam, and their value is ten zehuvim. Remez la seres hadibros shabahem. Because it's like the seres hadibros. Okay, what, like, what, what's going on? Wow, that's a... What's going on? What is that? Is it Rashi? It's Rashi. What's the bad? 
isn't like showing a promise or something like that that you know backing it from from the Torah right it's almost like this like you know this remez that she's going to be the mother of Kal Yisrael yeah. right she's going to be the, the, the mother of you know uh, of Yaakov Avinu so she's going to be like the Right, so so even the, the gifts that Eliezer gives her have this remez in them. Did, did Eliezer know that? Probably not. Right, but like, what what's this about in the end of the day? So it's like sim, it's there's a symbolism there. There's a symbolism there. Fine. But, but also those three things. I mean, what does the luchot have to do with the Beit Hamid? Like they're also random. It's not even like oh, it's luchos. Sense, nice it's three luchos which are ten dibros and the half shekel. So I'll ask you one, what doesn't fit in that, in that... Right, like the half shekel. The half shekel doesn't fit. Right? You'd say to Dibros and, ten, and, and, and two luchos. Okay, I, so I hear it. The Torah. It's like the whole Bamidbar nation forming. The very early, <laughs> okay. The very early days Yisrael, of it was... The mother of Yisrael, like, right? The mother of Ayakov. Egypt and they can be a nation. Those ha- happen all kinds okay. of each other. But yeah, I think if you have to choose which like, one of these things is not like the other. Yeah. Right? Aseris Dibros... Two luchos, those go together. Those are the same thing, really. And the half shekel is like, yeah. I mean, it's okay. strange. The general. last two are like sort of symbol. the same thing. And then the right. same thing, which is also kind of weird. Yeah. Right, thing. so what are you doing this for? What is this about? Okay, so I want to show you something really interesting. Uh, just the next Rashi, just based on what we mentioned before. Vayomer Basmiyat, right, he asked her, who are, who's your father? La'achar shenasen la'sha'Allah, Rashi points out, right? He asked her after he gave it to her. Why? L'vishah haya batuach b'zchuzo shal'avram sh'yitzliach hashkadosh baruch hu dargo. He was, he, 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 gave, he got carried away. Yeah, he <laughs> basically got carried away. Oh, wait a minute. He's like, what? Oh, shoot. Who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know it's you, but I just, I feel like I should ask. Fine. But, but, it, but, it, but it's true. If you look through the story, actually, you find even this enthusiasm in Eliezer the whole time, right? He's like very enthusiastic and appreciative of the fact that this is what... Right, and it's fun because he, when, when Abraham is asking him to do this, he's sort of like, seriously? What, like, what if she doesn't come with me? He kind of was like, how's this possibly going to work out? I'm going to go out there, wild goose chase, and then it's not going to work out. What's the chances this is going to work? And I'm going to come back like totally empty-handed. empty-handed. Right, and by the way, he wants to come back empty-handed yes. because, according to the Medrash also, but he, wants he wants his daughter to marry, marry, uh, to marry that's according to the Medrash. Mm-hmm. But, but fine. But take a look what the Rav Rabbi Soloveitchik says about this, and right, I always like this when, when Rabbi Soloveitchik takes this like very midrashic idea, and because he's not such a, it's a pretty like intellectual person, the, the, the Rav, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like very, I find it fascinating when the Rav does this with what the Maimar Chazal, because clearly Chazal, the, the point here is not that Eliezer is giving a message. Eliezer doesn't doesn't know about the Luchos or about the Dibros or about the Machas Zeshaka, right? But there's clearly something that Chazal are teaching by using this example. And the Rav writes that this, I got this from uh, you know that, that, that great Misoros Harav Chumash. It's like a Chumash that he made that has like, takes, it basically takes ideas from the Rav from like all the different books that have ideas from the Rav and they brought them all in one place and they put them on, you know, on, on the Pesukim Chumash, like the different Pshatim he was given on different things and they put them there. So this is actually, it's really from somewhere else. The Rav speaks. Chamesh um, Rasho. But, but, it's, but it's here also. And he writes like this. This, this same pasuk. He writes like this: The Targum Yonasan ben Uziel and Rashi come in a half half a shekel. This hints at the shkalim of Israel, a half shekel per head, and two bracelets. That's the two tablets and ten shekels weight of gold. This hints at the ten commandments. We understand why the sages connected Eliezer's decision to betroth Rebecca to Isaac with the giving of the Torah. 
Eliezer grasped the importance of his decision for the entire future of Abraham's house. If he performed his mission with understanding and Rebekah was a suitable wife for Yitzchak, then all the promises given to Avram would be fulfilled. The seed of Avram would be worthy of divine revelation, the giving of the Torah, and from them would be forged a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Right? The fate of the tablets and Ten Commandments depended on Eliezer's decision. But why did Chazal introduce a symbol of the half shekel? Why was this mitzvah singled out from all the mitzvahs to symbolize the future of Kla Yisrael? And I can explain why. He's basically saying what we said, right? The Sarah said, Debros, I get it. Why the shekel? And he writes like this. The half a shekel reflects our basic outlook on man. Each individual must give a ransom for the soul, right? Then shall they give, and that's what you give. When you give, when you, when you get counted, you give a certain like, you know, kapara for yourself. The ransom for the soul is not a sin offering nor a guilt offering. The ransom is to be given by every person, sinners as well as God-fearing, ordinary Jews, Yisrael's great men and its hewers of wood and drawers of water, meaning it's the, it's the great equalizer, the Chatsi Shekel, right? Every person should know that he commits transgressions and that he does not always stand upon the pinnacle which he can attain. One must never forget that despite the greatness in Torah and in wisdom, he cannot decide and answer every question. There is no Jew, even the greatest in his generation, who has nothing to learn from, every, from even an ordinary Jew. Who is a wise man? Who learns from all men, right? Before, meaning, what's the connection between and the half shekel? What is that? How is that the same? How do those go together? Because they're both equalizers. Right. The idea of we're all the same. No one thinks, no, no one should think ever that I'm greater than anybody else. Before Yezer finally made up his mind to choose Rivka for Yitzchak, he turned to her with a question. Please tell me, is there a place for us for lodging in your father's house? And when she answered, there is a place to lodge, Eliezer was convinced that she was suitable for Yitzhak. Why, why was the quality of welcoming strangers, meaning what, basically what he asks her is, do you guys do Achnas' Orchim? From respect to last week. Mm-hmm. That's what he's asking her. Yeah. Right? Why is that so important? Because this quality reflects this spiritual attitude towards others. A Jew who senses that he is far from perfection will recognize that others, though they may be less than he, can teach him something new. When one understands that he needs a ransom for the soul, then, e- then every guess is important, since by means of every man one may discover a fresh insight into eternal truth, and a new light may shine with the appearance of the stranger. Can you pause here for a second? This is, a to- to me, a totally new shot in Achanas Yeah, it's beautiful. What do we usually say Achanas Azorchim is all about? Simple shot. Us. It's like a mitzvah for us to be kind. To, well, to the, or, or the other person that they need. Right? Last week we talked about how, yeah, but you're right. Last week we said the Chiddush was, it's not just something to do for somebody who needs, but it's actually something that changes me. Right? Now we're saying something different. Yeah. Right? The Hachanosah's Orchim reflects what? The host's need to find, to learn something. To from learn that, something from, from the, the person that's coming in. Yeah. Right? It's like a sense of the great equalizer. Hachanosah's yeah. Orchim reflects a, a almost like a lowering of oneself. You can come to my house because I'm not any better than you. And maybe if you come over, I'll learn something from you because we're not the same. But when the Jew is convinced of his own righteousness, of his scholarship and wisdom, when he thinks that he can never err, when in his opinion he has no need to give a ransom for the soul and he is not therefore obliged with the half a shekel, 
he is unable to perform the mitzvah of welcoming guests. For what have they to teach him? Is there a place for us, us for lodging in your father's house? Is there room in your father's house for the messenger of Abraham who brings a new faith, a new ethic, a new morality? Or are you aristocrats of Haran, so proud that you do not wish to give ear to the poor Meshulach from the land of Canaan? To this Rivka answers, there is also a place for lodge for many nights. Gam. Right? She says the language that she adds the word Gam. Makom lalun. Eliezer, I long for something which, is my, which my father's house cannot give me. I thirst for new tidings. I'm ready to sit all night and listen to the stories you'll tell, tell of that mysterious Abraham who left us so many years ago. Eliezer, I need redemption, ransom of the soul. I'm ready to learn. Only then did Eliezer decide that she was indeed the suitable woman for Isaac. The half shekel is a symbol of Jewish humility, submission, and readiness to be the eternal student. That's really interesting. Right? That the, ha- the chati shekel, which is the great equalizer, the sense that we are all in the, we're, again, we're not all the same. We're all different. But we all are, have equal value. Right? All of us give a half shekel no matter who we are. So that messaging, right, but that Chazal are putting in there, is saying that that's what Eliezer is looking for from Rivka. She's looking for somebody who gets that they're not greater than everybody else. He wasn't looking for someone who is of, you know, people always like, oh, I, want the be- I want the best guy from my, right? We do, we all want the best, the best girl from my, right? We want the best, I want the top, I want a top, I want a top guy, I want a top, top sheer, top this, top earner, top, what's top? I want top, right? So the, the Ha'ara ear is actually, I want someone who doesn't think they're top. That's what I was just saying. I want to know that you come from a, a group of people or that you yourself are a person who doesn't feel the need to be top. And if that's who you are, and, that's, and it's from that place that your Achnasus Orchem emanates, then you're the right person. And Chazal are just playing games, meaning, not games, but they're, they're playing the symbol, they're playing at the symbolism. Right? That what he saw in her was, not just even the mother of Klai Yisrael, yeah, but you're the, also the mother of, of the Chatzit Shekel. You're the mother of this concept of, right, I, I don't have to be better than everybody else. In fact, I do better when I realize that I'm not better. And that's really the goal. Right? And that yeah. fits in with both him asking to drink straight from her pitcher and her... Like, yuck. Right. It's like, if, if she were, like, you, you know, holding herself to this higher, more aristocratic thing, maybe she would pour it off for him, or maybe she would just outright refuse after that. Or, like, like here, you can take it yourself. Right. I'll put it down, and you can take it. Right. And then also, the like, a servant would, running around and refilling the trough over and over again for camels. That's another symbol that this person is not someone who considers herself above things. And by the way, I was just thinking about it now. A lot of the profession talk about the fact that he's not called Eliezer in the story. What's he called in the whole story over and over again? Ha'evet. He's called Ha'evet. And like, why is he called Ha'evet? And maybe, by the way, I wasn't thinking about this, maybe that's part of the reasons he's called Ha'evet. Because if he's an Evet, it's more of an Isayon for her to treat him like garbage. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's just an Evet. Just an effort, right? And, and if he, if that's who he's, if that's how he's viewed to her, and she still treats him like, no, come on in, like, you're, I'm here for you. Again, what does that say about her character? It's not, it's not the magic that he davened and then she did it, right? It wasn't magic, right? This was this was a way of bringing out her mitos. I think it's really cool. Really cool. Wait, I just want to add something. Yeah. So also somewhere in the Torah where it talks about like. And you shall surely bring in the widow and the 
convert and the whatever like that holistic right. and he orphan. gives the reason and the orphan why because you too Everybody's were once strangers trying. so I, you know i used to like interpret that as like feel their pain you know like you but it's more than feel your pain it's that it's again it's that equalize it's a well, same. The reason is a statement of right. we're equal. You happen not to be there anymore, but right. you were there once. We're all the same. Right. Why right. it makes you think that you're... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So check this out. So it's actually... in, in, in the Rav points this out in terms of this Mishnah. Because there's a really interesting take on this Mishnah. Two interesting takes on this Mishnah that I wanted to show you. The Mishnah in Perkyavos, it's uh, Mishnah, it's Perak Dal Mishnah Aleph, says like this. Ben Zoma Omer. And we, and we quote this Mishnah all the time, Right. Who is a really smart, who is the real Chacham? Someone who learns from everybody. Why? Right? Because I've learned from everybody, right? I, my, I learned the most from my students, right? We, we get that idea. I'm a smart person if I really go and learn from every person. I, I use every opportunity to learn from anything that comes in front of me. Um, sort of as an aside, look at source number six. Source number six is from a really nice safer. Sometimes you just pick up a safer, you don't know if you're going to like it at all. But I saw it, like, it's probably like this farm sale. And it's called Reb Aryeh Haya Omer. It's the lessons of Reb Aryeh Levin on Pirkei Avos. So I feel like it's like, it's like the, like, it's like, it's like chesed multiplied by a million. Like the tzaddik of Yerushalayim teaching you about Pirkei Avos, you know? So, so it has this beautiful uh, ideas. So he writes like this. It's a little off topic, for, a little off the point, but it, it's cool. Hakavana, what's going on here? Ki amru chazal gozer al. I think it means on a baby. What, what's going what's gonna to be of you? What's going to happen? Alatipa mat ma chacham otipe. Like what's going to be? Every person is given certain midos, right? Ve'efsher yomar adam. Person could say she also she nigzar alav she chachamu. If you could say, oh, so Hashem decides, right? This nature and nurture, right? The nature of every person is decided. It's predetermined. All of us are given a certain level of intellect, a certain emotional intelligence, a certain, you know, certain, certain parts of our DNA, right? We have, it, it determines so much about us. And so a person can just say, okay, so like, uh, I'm not going to be the smart one, right? Therefore, the Tana responds, Ezu chacham, not the person who has chacham DNA, but halamemi kol adam, va'afim nigzer alav be'esit sirasu shi'ti peish. Even they said about you that you're not going to be so smart. Im kolze im haya yagea betorah v'lom v'lom mikol adam yechacham ki agati v'lamatzati al tamin. Right, the Gemara says that if a person says, "I really worked hard at learning and I couldn't figure it, I couldn't, I didn't like achieve anything," you don't believe them. I mean, because any person who works hard, if you really work hard, you can achieve something. You can achieve something. It's a nice shot, anyways. But look at the second shot. Second shot. I know this looks like a lot in this, the back page. We won't read the whole thing. But I want to show you in the back page. When I saw this shot, it reminded me so much of this idea from Revolbi. Revolbi and Ali Shur <coughs> talks about this. And he has, Revolbi has a whole section. Uh, Ali Shur comes in these like two. Revolbi was like known as the Mashkiach of Yushalayim. He was like, officially he was a Mashkiach in a particular yeshiva. But he was just known in Yushalayim as, as being like this. He's like the Mashkiach of Klai Yushalayim. Like he was, his whole life he dedicated Fatigue on amitos, helping people, you know, work on themselves, work on who they are as people. Um, and he wrote his like seminal work was a safer called Alei Shor. It's two, it's a two volume set. Uh, it's all in Hebrew. It's some, it's it's very beautiful Hebrew, but sometimes it makes it a little bit harder to to to, to go through. But we learn, guys, we learn a lot in yeshiva. Yeshiva is a lot of times learning the safer Alei Shor. So I actually I give a chabur actually almost every year to a group of guys on the top on, on in the second volume it has a whole set of what's called like vadim, like these little short pieces 
where he teaches about Midas. So the first Midah that he really talks about, if you see the, topic, the, the, the title at the top, it's called Hislamdus. Hislamdus means from the word Lama, to learn, is basically the idea of learning from everybody else. And the way he starts this, starts this whole piece, if you look on top, he explains what he's talking about. And he says like this, He goes, it's time to get, get, get to real work. And he says like this, He goes, it's a hard thing. What happens? A person can be really working on themselves, right? And they're really like trying to grow. And what's going to happen? So I'm, I'm learning more. I'm working on my midos. I'm, I'm being, I've decided to focus more on my tefillah. So, so what, what also happens at the same time sometimes? The new sound that comes on the other side of that? You get pompous. You get pompous, right? You start to look down at other people. Look what I'm doing. They're not doing that. Like the even, even if it's not like overt, you don't talk like that. But we like, right? Those ideas will pop into our heads. And how, so how do we do that? So he says, It's almost like makes it impossible not to, right? A person's working hard. How do you not feel a little good about yourself, right? I don't have to do these things. I'm doing them anyways. So what do you do? How does that work? So he explains like this. I want you to drop down. Look down where it says Ben Zoma. Uh, look right over here. It says Ben Zoma Omer. He quotes this, this Mishnah. Ben Zoma Omer. He's got the, 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 the mission we mentioned. And then if you looked at the next paragraph, he, he brings the parish of the Bartanura. And the Bartanura writes like this. The Bartanura is like, you know, Bartanura is like, wrote a parish on all, of the mission, all of the Mishnah. And he writes, What does it mean? I'm learning from every person. I learn from everybody, even people who I would see in my eyes as less than me. I'm not worried about my own kavod. And I learn from people who are, in theory, lower than me. I'm learning why? Because I want to grow, not because I think I'm greater than anybody else. And he basically argues throughout this piece that the way, to, if you want to grow, in a way that you are not going to, you want to secure yourself, right? I'm going to grow and I'm also not going to feel gaivadik. So what do I do? He says, make your growth about learning from people who you would otherwise argue are whatever you want to call lower, less than you. Less religious, less this, or whatever it's going to be, right? Because what's going to automatically happen? You, you're going to say, well, I'm, I'm working hard at, at growing, right? But that's going to make me feel about gaiva. So what do you do? No, I learn from, and he, he basically goes piece by piece talking about how you can learn from pe- people who are working in your home, people who are the, 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 the police officer, the people who you don't know, people who, right, anybody in your, in your life, basically, that you come into contact with and you see something valuable that, they te- that, they, that you can learn from and you take that and you learn from it. You, you can't become a Bagaiva. Why? Because you're purposely making yourself lower and, and e- making yourself the great equalizer in that, in that point to see everybody as someone I can learn from. And when you live your life learning from people who you otherwise would think I'm not supposed to, then you are able to grow and at the same time combat that feeling of I'm better than somebody else. And so he basically spends his, his whole first section is about teaching us and a person spending time actually trying to learn from people who otherwise I might think I shouldn't learn from. And by doing that, you, 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 you achieve both at the same time. 
And I thought it was fascinating when I saw that the Rav takes Achnas's Orchim, right, and this Mida of, of Rivka as being the most valuable Mida. That's the Mida of the mother of Kal Yisrael. That Yaakov Avinu's mother. What, what do we want from her? We didn't ask how long Kishman Esrei was. We didn't ask, you know, you know, you know, I don't know, whatever. Other, other values you would use to measure someone's Yiddishkeit or their Frumkeit. What he measured was how much did she see herself as the same as everybody else. And that's all he wanted to see. And once Eliezer saw that, he was good to go. And it's the exact same thing that everybody talks about. Right? The, 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 the path to growth, the greatest path to growth is to be a person who learns from every single other person. And that means, I, so of course I want other people to come to my house. Because maybe they'll, they'll share something with me, they'll do something, I'll see something about how they act that I'll be able to pull from. And that makes me grow, and it makes me feel, it feels good because you're helping, but you also don't have to feel better then because, again, that's the whole point. Which I think is a beautiful yeah. idea. So I, to me, this like, I know we spoke about like, like last week, but I saw this piece in the rub, I thought it's like, it, it's a, a totally new approach, which really is not actually as hard as it sounds. It sounds like such great sitkis, but it's actually relatively easy. And a lot of things that are hard, that are valuable are relatively easy, but you have to actually do them. Right? But to actually do that, to walk out today and to go around and to see somebody else who's a kind person, who's quick to help, who's whatever it is that they do, right? Who smiles a lot, who whatever, whatever small thing that that person does that you can take in, it's not just the value then. It's not just the value of what did I learn from them, but it's the value of learning from them, right? That is itself the value. And I think that, you know, it's something that I... I don't know. I don't think we do enough. I would go further and even say, does anyone interpret it as that's the chachma in and of itself? That's the insight. Right. Is you can learn from others. So it's not like by learning from others, you I become get smart. smarter. It's right. more like that's, you have an insight now. Right. You have a chachma that other people. Right. That you're able to. You realize that, right. you le- that you can learn from right. others. Right. I wonder also when we think about all the imahot. Is it really just Rifka who does something really smart? And, you know, where she's the one who decides, no, 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 we're going to trick, you know, we're going to trick you. Like the whole story with Yaakov and Esav. Like we don't really know other stories. Of, like, she's the know, one with Chachma. She's the one with Chachma, <laughs> you know? Right, it came true. from this Chesed. Right, I don't know. That's Maybe. actually an interesting point. Yeah, I don't know. But, it, but, it, but regardless, what the Rav has then done is take this one tiny detail Beautiful. in the Chazal and turn it into actually... The entire story. It's the whole story. Right? It's all about that. And that's, why, and that's the reason why Chazal bring it in, because it opens up sort of the explanation for the whole thing. So, that's the thought for the day. Thank you. It's a good thing. Okay. All right. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you.